a weird episode like all the others on this podcast. Now, this one is about how I had a wife, which I don't have now. Obviously, in my real life, I don't have a wife. Just in my dreams. Now, I'm not the kind of guy to get married, really. But, uh, well, had someone here that I was married to. So, come with me. Let us see what is it that I ended up marrying, shall we? Don't listen to this podcast. Please, close your eyes and dream it. 5th October 2019, this beautiful lady is my wife, but she's actually ugly. I see that my wife and I went out for a dinner the other night to our friend's place. We were served with every kind of food one can imagine. The table was full. My wife was served her usual though. Pomegranate and beetroot smoothie with nine pomegranate seeds and red icing dripping from the sides of the glass. No one is weirded out by this as we have been married for the three years now, during the course of which they have seen many of these smoothies. Long gone are the days when my friend asked me why she doesn't drink or eat anything else. And then we got home after the scrumptious dinner, at least for me. We had left home that day on a rather unpleasant note. The reason being obvious, my wife took forever to get dressed. Now, before you judge me, I understand it takes other women an hour or two to get dressed. That time is measured, right? But here, it takes my wife an eternity. I'm not even being sarcastic. After all, it takes a while for a witch to turn ladylike. Again, not sarcastic. Meet my wife, Hera Darkheart. Although we just go with Haida, a teacher of chemistry, a great wife, and a lovely witch. I watch as Haida removes her prosthetic face mask and her silicon finger caps. She bends her long witch fingers into two so that they fit into the prosthetic human finger-like caps. That's why she can't use her fingers to eat anything else. Hence, my friends or any other outsider has never seen her eat or drink anything except her gruesome, bloody-like halloween drink all the time. She removes her back-straightening belt and stands in a natural bent witch poster. Lovely, I think. We met during my witch hunting days, I think. I was a pro witch hunter and she obviously a pro witch. It was a snowy winter night and I was walking around slowly, poised to strike at any moment with my arrow dipped in glowing witch get out of the way toxicant. One strike of this and any witch would freeze on their way. That's when I saw her. She was holding a child from the nearby village. My blood boiled as I knew witches at this part of country loved potions made out of young human blood. I was so furious. I was two seconds away from striking when I realized she was pacifying the child. I released the tension on my bow and put my arrow down. I walked slowly towards them, trying to not make noise as my boots crunched over the ice. She saw me nevertheless. I saw panic flash in her eyes. I put my bow and arrow down to tell her I wasn't going to harm her. She handed me the child slowly. I asked her why she was protecting him and she answered that she hated hurting humans. With a few moments of talking I realized that she has been living as an outcast and she didn't like human blood. She preferred bugs and animals to humans. Now, uh, do y'all believe in love and first sight? This was it. I looked down at her moonlit witch nose and the ugliest black mold right above her lips that covered very sparsely the space between teeth, dripping saliva of the most beautiful face I had ever seen. I knew the feeling was mutual. I asked her, 
to come with me. I don't remember where the child went after this, but the next thing I know, we were transported into a portal of blue gases that spiraled around and round and spewed luminous blue light in all directions. It has been three years since that portal brought us to this very house. We had been living well here, hiding our identities, and we were invited to another dinner. I don't know why, I must have been rather hungry before I slept today, so many dinners. I introduced my wife to the new guests. This beautiful lady here is my wife. We were at the dinner table, having great food, and my wife was served her usual bloody red ring. Now, the lady sitting next to me was rather very cheerful and was entertaining everyone at the table. Midway between eating, something fell down from her lap. I bent down to fetch it for her, and my oh my, a witch's finger was coming down to fetch her finger cap. I came back up quickly, and I was gasping for breath. I, I tried not to show it on my face, lest the new witch find out. After a moment, I decided to tell my wife, also a witch, about her new sister, or cousin. I don't know how witches work. I bent my head to her ear and I whispered, uh, uh, the lady sitting next to me is, uh, is also a witch. I don't know what I expected her to say or do, but this was definitely not it. She looked straight into my eyes and started laughing. No, not laughing. Cackling. A witch's cackle. Three years of marriage and she had never laughed this way, even to my funniest jokes as she cackled. She stood up from her chair, raising herself to her full height. She removed her finger caps and was, and I was personally sure that people around were going to scream their eyes out. No, instead, it was raining fake finger caps. Every single woman on that table were witches and the men. Remember that child my wife was holding when I met her back then? All of them were him. I mean, not him, but it was him. It was an adult's body with a child's face. But I can swear they looked like men before and had different faces. I don't know what happened in the last two minutes, but the dinner table had transformed into a mad men's slaughterhouse. There were so many prosthetic faces, finger caps everywhere. The prosthetic masks would have been the creepiest things in the room, but considering the witches and the child-faced men I was looking at, trust me, they were a joy. The cackling had become a chorus by now. Although my instincts told me I should run, my poor betrayed heart wanted to know the truth, but obviously I wasn't stupid, so I decided to run. Also, I thought, right when I thought of running, I was knocked out unconscious by something heavy. Next thing I see is me lying down in a dark room, huge McDonald's burger packaging bar, enough to hold someone my size. In front of me were hunched witches and identical child-faced men that stood alternatively around me. As confused as I was what to think, I mustered up enough courage to ask them, what in the world was going on? You pathetic human, said my wife, well now, ex-wife I guess. You thought I was in love with you. More cackling. <laughs> this entire time of three years we were preparing for our sacred ritual, said another witch. One after the other, the witches and child-faced men explained that I was chosen by the witches society three years back as I was a pro-witch hunter for a special ritual. They required a pro-witch hunter that fell in love with the witch that held the boy in her hand in the pretext of saving him. By the way, there were uh, multiple witches stationed in different places across the forest that day holding boys to invite witch hunters into their traps. Well, yeah, back to the story. And then the witch and the witch hunter would be transformed into another world through a portal where they would have to stay married for three years. 
Then, upon the arrival of the mistress witch, the extra cheerful one at the table that night, the final stages of the ritual would begin. Now the best part, what is the ritual you ask, huh? To turn me into a McDonald's burger. Man, I must be very hungry before I slept. Before I could process any of this, or before I looked around all the witches to identify which one of them really betrayed me, the spell was cast. Not very long after that, I looked and I smelled like a McDonald burger, complete with sesame seeds on top. And that, my friends, is how I went from craving a McDonald's burger one night to becoming a McDonald's burger. And with that, you have reached the end of the seventh episode of In the Land of Weird Dreams. I hope these dreams make you a little bit high at times. We go through so many settings together, so many weird things that put together don't make sense. It's almost like expanding on the visual vocabulary. We both don't know where the dreams come from, right? Is this witch a real deal from an alternative universe? And I'm just getting a small webcam experience through my sleep, just a little peek. Who knows? You get dreams too, right? Why don't you go ahead and follow our page on Instagram at the rate Weird Dreams Podcast. And I'd love to have one of your weird dreams featured into the podcast. That'll be really, really nice. And as always, I wish you a wonderful dream tonight. Thank you for listening. <laughs>